0: hello everyone welcome to a brand new asia podcast series conducted by tn tech innovative of 99x i am going to be your host for the entire asia podcast series and i am nishara ramasinghe a software engineer from 99x this will be our first episode of this podcast series and today our topic is about introduction to asia sql database i hope most of you have heard about SQL well and databases. So, this introduction to Azure SQL well would be a gap filler to sharpen your knowledge. For today's episode, please welcome our speaker, Anushka. Hi, Anushka.
1: Uh, hi, Nishara.
0: Anushka, why don't you introduce about yourself to us?
1: Uh, well, uh, yeah, uh, I'm Anushka Disanayaka and uh, working as a senior technical lead in database administration and management and having like more than 15 years of experience in database management and like uh, work with uh, technologies like SQL Server, SQL, Oracle, MyXQL. and uh, I have been working with 99next for almost one year now as we
0: all know that Asia is providing different database solutions using different technologies, such as SQL Server, PostgreSQL, MySQL, MariaDB, Oracle DB type of relational solutions, and non-relational or big data solutions such as Cosmos and Mongo. While those kind of solutions are available on Asia, Anushka, what is this Asia SQL? how it differentiates from others, which I mentioned before.
1: Uh, yes, uh, Azure provides three main types of SQL Server solutions uh, like Azure SQL Database and Elastic Pool, Azure SQL Managed Instances, Azure SQL on VM. Uh, uh, Azure SQL Single Database Solution uh, actually it creates database with its own set of resources and managed through a server. But uh, we don't have access to that server or control of that server. And uh, like uh, this single database model, uh, like each database is isolated and using dedicated database
0: engine. Well, that means uh, SQL servers are relational database solutions, right? So are they dynamically scalable?
1: Uh, Well, yeah. Uh, like uh, they are dynamically scalable and you can uh, change the service tier manually or programmatically and uh, won't be any downtime to the application and like it's suitable for uh, like DB requirements with predictable usage pattern.
0: Because you mentioned that this is suitable for DB requirements with uh, predictable usage patterns, does ASIA SQL caters for unpredictable patterns as well?
1: well yeah uh, unpredictable pattern it's kind of a a headache for a dba and like uh, difficult to manage cost and your business model but asia has a solution for it asia introduced elastic pool model which uh, share resources across selected set of databases and more cost effective solution it is a single database hosted in a uh, set of uh, single databases hosted in one logical server and uh, like resources are shared across those designated dbs as per the demand and like you can set the uh, minimum and maximum uh, resource limits either dtu or vco for each and every db a single database can be moved into a elastic pool or out of elastic pool uh, but uh, some limitations are there in uh, SQL, uh, single SQL DB and Elastic Pool, like uh, server level permission and login related differences, and also uh, some limitations in TSQL functionalities and so on. I hope uh, that gives a better idea. Mishara?
0: That's very clear that you explained uh, about ASIA SQL database and Elastic Pool in a very informative way. So, how about the other two SQL service solutions which uh, mentioned in the beginning of our discussion?
1: Uh, yes, uh, Azure SQL Managed Instance, normally we call it as MI, that is a scalable cloud uh, database service, acts as a fully managed pass. It means platform as a service, and it's like uh, nearly 100% compatible with latest SQL Server Enterprise Edition. It also provides a native virtual network implementation, which actually addresses most of the uh, common security concerns. Also, MI supports all past capabilities like uh, automatic patching and version updates, automated backups and high availability, reduced management and maintenance, which uh, oh, vary drastically. Also, like uh, MI allows to uh, create multiple databases inside a single MI and will uh, utilize resources across the DPs. It also supports replication. And uh, with MI, actually SQL Server agent also supported, but with some limitations.
0: Anushka, you mentioned about SQL Server on VM, right? So can you brief about it as well?
1: Well, yes, Uh, SQL Server on VM, virtual machine means uh, like we can create virtual machine on Azure and install SQL Server on it. Uh, And uh, here, we have to manage the SQL Server level and system level upgrades, backups and all the high availability features manually. Also, it allows us to uh, use the same licensing we have on uh, OS and SQL Server on our on-prem solution. But with this, Uh, but we are missing uh, most of the Azure supported features. But uh, the uh, important part is we have the control over all the operations and we can change the recovery model of the database as well. Like, especially uh, like if you want to host SSIS or SSRS, uh, SQL Server Integration Services or SQL Server Reporting Services, uh, then uh, you have to consider about using SQL Server on Azure VM because uh, These applications are not supported in Azure cloud.
0: Great. It's a very good explanation about SQL server on VM. If I'm correct, then in most of the cases, critical turning point would be cost. How does Azure cater for that?
1: Uh, Yeah, Uh, MI, single database and elastic model uh, pricing, are based on uh, DTU or VCO and SQL Server on uh, VM based on the combination of SQL Server Edition and virtual machine size. The DTU based uh, pricing model actually it uses a database transaction unit to calculate and uh, bundle compute costs. The DTU represents a blended measure of CPU, memory, reads and writes and in vco based pricing model, uh, like it permits us to choose between the provisions computed year or serverless computed year. Uh, in provisions computed year, uh, compute costs reflect the total compute capacity that is provision for the database. In serverless computed year, resources are auto scaled based on workload capacity within the configured boundaries. Uh, and uh, billed for the amount of the compute used per second and uh, fixed charge would be only for the storage cost Uh, actually uh, this serverless feature is more suitable for non-production production databases
0: Well, Anushka, your explanation includes most of the scenarios related to pricing. And since you mentioned about capacity, CPU, memory, one factor we should consider when considering services is performance. What are the performance or service tiers that are available for us inside ASIA SQL? Well,
1: uh, there are three performance tiers such as uh, basic, standard and premium in- Dtu based model and also we can uh, switch across these tiers also, uh, there are three main types of service tiers with Beko based models as uh, general purpose model business critical model and hyperscale model in uh, basic standard general purpose models is based on remote storage and this model relies on high availability and reliability of the storage tier but it might have some potential performance degradation during maintenance activities and uh, this type uses the premium storage disks and premium business critical models are based on cluster of database engine process. Uh, VECO models re- and these VCO models relies on the fact that uh, always a quorum of available database engine nodes and Has minimal performance impact on workload even during uh, like uh, maintenance activities. And uh, this model uses always on availability group and locally attached SSE storages. Uh, This model actually provides uh, good higher uh, IOPS and throughput. The hyperscale service tier, uh, which is the newest service tier in the VCO based model, and it is uh, like highly scalable storage and use uh, decoupled storage with local SSD cache with flexible storage architecture. Uh, okay. In all performance tiers, Asia ensures that SQL Database run on latest stable version of SQL Server and Windows OS. Uh, I hope this would uh, give a better understanding, Shara.
0: Well, Anushka, let's move into my next question. Since uh, migrating to serverless is a trend in this era, most of the companies and service providers consider about migrating their on-premise solution to cloud. What are the techniques that you could suggest where we can use for migration from on-premise to Azure cloud, especially when it comes to Azure SQL?
1: uh well uh, database migration from on-prem to asia sql like can be done in several ways uh, such as uh, database migration assistant tool and data migration services backup restore using backpack files so on this method require downtime depending on the data load and no online migration is supported for asia sql instances but uh, if you have to get it done with minimal downtime uh, and if it is a highly critical system and you have a, you can't get a, uh, enough downtime then you can use the transaction replication feature which is commonly available in sql server uh, here uh, you have to configure on-prem solution on-prem instance as distributor and publisher and uh, the asia sql instance as the subscriber then uh, once transaction replication drains all the changes to destination vb uh, you can simply point your application to uh, destination it means uh, asia sql db yeah
0: well how about migrating to other types of asia sql databases
1: actually managed instance allows existing uh, sql server customers to Lift and shift their on-premises DB to cloud with minimal application and DB changes. MI supports online migration using data migration services (DMS), uh, which requires a minimal downtime during the switchover. Here, we have to allocate storage location to copy log files, and it is somewhat similar to log shipping in restore mode. But manual log copy and paste feature is not supported in, in in regular log shipping. Like we can simply copy the log files and uh, do the recovery but here it is not supported and Azure uh, vm uh, migration it means uh, sql server on Azure vm migration is similar to the on-prem to on-prem migration and we can use any migration methods as you wish also like sql server on vm is fully supported with sql server agent and has uh, windows active directory authentication as well yeah
0: Well, that answered my question, and apart from that, are there any licensing benefits we can gain?
1: Yes, you can get the hybrid benefits when you migrate on-prem server to Azure SQL or Elastic Pool or MI. Hybrid benefit means it allows you to exchange existing on-prem SQL Server license for discounted trade to uh, cloud. Simply. Allows around thirty percent or more from the cost. Uh, it also allows to uh, one hundred day, one hundred eighty days dual use right during transition. Means uh, like you can use uh, same license in uh, both destination and uh, source for one hundred eighty days during the transition period.
0: What are the backups, maintenance strategies, I highly availability features, and uh, disaster recovery solutions available in Asia SQL?
1: Asia high availability architecture guarantees ninety nine percent nine nine uptime without worrying about the maintenance operations and outages. Uh, this is actually fully managed by uh, DB engine process and ensures that DB is always. Upgraded and patched Uh, and uh, Azure automatically handles patching, backup, replication, failure detection, uh, underlying hardware, software, network failures, deploying bug fixes, failovers, database upgrades, and other maintenance tasks. Azure DB can like uh, quickly recover even in most critical circumstances ensuring uh, data is always secure, accessible and consistent. Also, you can uh, create geo replica. It means geo secondary with uh, optionally read only enabled. The geo secondary uh, can be created on any logical server other than the uh, primary DB server. Uh, since it is read only, you can use it for reporting purpose. And geo secondary replication is asynchronous and no impact to the primary DB. In any sync failure or delay happen and uh, this is important in a site failover situation in a VR condition. Uh, with SQL Server on VM, IAA solution, have to consider VM failover and try and create separate high availability solution on a different VM. Yeah.
0: What are the challenges on uh, migrating from on premise to Azure SQL or MI?
1: well uh yeah there are several challenges like sql agent settings are read only and you can't uh, enable or disable agent and it's always running and uh, notification supported partially like page and it's an alert job schedule trigger based on idle cpu is not supported and only supported uh, jobs with psql subsystems one other point is the In single database, you have to rewrite agent jobs using Azure Functions or schedule runbook in Azure Automation. Uh, Like if you are using Elastic Pool, uh, it has Elastic Job Agent and you can schedule the jobs through that. But uh, here you have to uh, write whatever the jobs in Elastic Queries. Also, like uh, Azure Database Migration Services doesn't support incremental backups especially migrating large TBC with terabytes in size it's quite difficult uh, because we have to uh, take the backup in one single file also uh, it doesn't uh, support database with multiple log files and if you are if your source is with multiple log files you have to shrink and reorganize them into a single log file also sql my currently doesn't support file stream and file tables and one another feature is in-memory OLTP is available in premium and uh, business critical tiers only. Also, DBS with low service tiers like S0, S1, S2 do not support CDC or CT CD means uh, change data tracking or uh, change tracking. Yeah.
0: Well. My final question for today's episode would be when it comes to this area monitoring, our solutions play a huge role. So how do you monitor and do the optimizations on Asia SQL?
1: Yeah. Uh it is very important point because end of the day it's Performance most important part, yeah. Uh, like we can uh, monitor the SQL execution related status using query performance insight and can find top SQL time consuming sales, SQLs with high executions, and so on. And uh, SQL Server and MIs are bundled with automatic tuning option which performs uh, required tuning uh, by its own, such as indexing and so on. It's also uh, Asia permits us to set up alerts based on predefined signal logic, such as CPU percentage, data IO percentage, data space used, worker percentage, session percentage, and you can uh, receive alerts via email notifications. Uh, several uh, uh, like uh, several resource metrics are also available with Asia portal in metrics view high DTU or CPU or utilization may like it's indicating that uh, you need (coughs) uh, more resources or else uh, there are several situations that uh, we can uh, do a performance tuning using the query optimization and uh, proper query rewrites and so on Uh, like uh, instead of uh, like uh, changing the uh, increase in resources we can do uh, database optimization using those methods as well. Those things actually we will uh, discuss uh, later, not in this session. And also, like uh, Asia supports uh, kind of third party monitoring tools as well. Azure SQL DB supports third party monitoring tools like SolarWind, uh, Database Performance Analyzer, Datadog SQL Monitoring, and 24 by 7, and so on. Uh, yeah, I hope. Uh, this is useful and uh, if time permits like uh, we can discuss more more about these features on a later sessions yeah
0: sure Anushka we will discuss further on future episodes with that we are concluding today's episode and thank you Anishka for spending your valuable time to share your experience with the audience. Therefore, as a summary on what we discussed in this episode, we discussed generally on Asia SQL Server Solutions and migrating plans we can follow, especially migrating from on-premise to cloud and challenges we have to face and cost optimizations on Asia SQL and And in the end, uh, I hope you got an idea on how to monitor and optimize Asia SQL as well. Thank you again, Anushka, for all this valuable information. And thank you very much for joining with us. With that, we are going to wrap up the session today. And we have another interesting sessions coming up soon. Let's meet in that episode. and Until that... Stay safe and goodbye. It's me, Nishara, signing out from Tiantech Asia Podcast series.